You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. Episode number 59. Thank you for being here and thank you for being part of the Slowdown Society. If you haven't already joined in the Slowdown Society Facebook group, you should. Because if you have questions about any particular podcast episode or other things that you would like for me to feature on the podcast, that's the quickest and easiest way to get a hold of me. And to just sort of interact with other like-minded people who are listening along and are on their own sort of slow down journey. And so I think you would enjoy it. And if social media is not for you, that is okay. (laughs) There are other ways that you can connect with me. I am a real person. I answer my email. You can email me at any time, steph at stephanieoday.com. If you are not on the mailing list, you should absolutely, absolutely be on the mailing list because that is the best way to know what is going on and get a heads up of all of the new writing I do, um, the new features, um, different interviews, different activities that I've done around the interwebs. And it's free. And when you sign up, you immediately get a download printable of the Slow Down and Simplify ebook, which goes in detail through the five steps of slow living. And you'll also get a slow living manifesto that you can print out and hang above your desk and look at it every day. It is in color, which is beautiful, lovely, amazing, rich color. Or if you want to save on ink, there is a grayscale version that you can print out. But I would love to hear from you, love to know that you're here. And then also, just so you know, I'm recording this in November. I'm going to take about a six-week vacation, (laughs) a for realsies vacation where I'm going to unplug and relax and go within. And um, because of that, I'm going to be working on the site in some different ways and updating the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course. And there's going to be some massive things that come out in a pretty awesome coupon code for this upcoming new year. So if you want in on that, you really need to be on the mailing list so you can get a heads up when things go on sale. A lot of people write to me and they say, ah, Steph, I want to be in Simple Shortcuts to Peace but the price tag is holding me back. I get it. I hear you. So for quite a while, I've been mulling over what the right thing to do is, and I've got it all mapped out, and I'm going to unveil that December 1st. So make sure that you are on the mailing list so I can help you in that way if that is something that you're interested in. We've got a listener question today, and it's from Beth. And Beth and I have worked together in the past, and I was so happy 
to hear her voice on the voicemail. If you would like to leave a voice message, you can do that at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast. There's a link where you can record any sort of voice memo. If you've got a question, a comment, a testimonial, a, hey, Steph, you changed my life. Thank you for episode number, I don't know, whatever it is, leave me a voicemail. I would love to hear from you and we can feature it on an upcoming show. So I'm going to play Bethany's message here, and then we're going to kind of dissect it a little bit and see what she's talking about. Good morning, Steph. My name is Bethany, and I am a 49-year-old work in progress. I wonder if you can talk about codependency. I recently had my eyes open to the fact that I am codependent, and I've taken steps to work on this. Most helpful so far has been this quote, I realize my need for control reflects my lack of trust and respect in others. I was and am making progress, and yet yesterday morning I quote-unquote helped my partner. 20 minutes later, on my drive to work, I was thinking it over. I had offered him classic codependent direction. I'd like to learn your perspective on codependency. Thanks, Steph, for all you do for our slowdown society. Okay. So let's go through what she had said. And it was really interesting because I've worked with her and um, she actually was featured in episode number 35. We did some live coaching um, on the call. So if you want to go back and, um, and listen to episode number 35, when I think of Beth and when I think of who she is and what she has done and the goals that she has for herself and all of the things she has achieved all on her own, codependency does not bubble up for me in any way, <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. I, I First of all, I, I've talked about it before that I'm not a huge fan of labels because people are not black and white. Humans are not black and white. We are lots and lots and lots of nuances and, and different shades of color and thought. And depending on your upbringing and where you are in society and your religious background, we all have so much going on in our great big, huge, juicy brains and how each person processes things are, it's just slightly different. And so slapping a label on and just saying, oh, I'm a codependent person or, oh, I've read this or, oh, I've listened to this. And it makes a lot of sense. So I think I'm going to now identify as that. It doesn't ring true for me. And because I have done some in-detailed work with Beth, it didn't ring true for me, for her either. So I wrote back to her and I asked her a few questions. And and the best thing that happens when you get coached or when you really dive in and start self-coaching yourself, and if you're interested in self-coaching, all of the worksheets and all of the, the thought work is embedded within the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course. But I wrote back to her and I just, I wanted to ask some questions. And so the questions that I wrote to her is, what makes you think you are codependent? Is this a new partner? Were you told you were controlling? The helping that happened this morning, 
when you asked to help, oh, excuse me, I, what I asked to her was, were you asked to help? Was, was your partner seeking help? Or did you jump in and try to solve a problem that didn't need solving? And then in, in that voicemail, she, list, she rattled off a quote. So then this is the quote. I realize my need for control reflects my lack of trust and respect in others. So it's really interesting. And so what I really wanted to point out to Beth is through the work that we had done together, I didn't see her as someone who needed outside validation from others in order to feel good about herself or feel whole in any way. And through the work we had done, she had done such amazing things. And so I I wrote that to her and I said, so if you can trust that if you go inside and go within and you know you can do all the things all on your own and you have great evidence of this already. And so then she wrote back to me and she said, so the quote came from a We Can Do Hard Things podcast episode that she had listened to that Jen Hatmaker puts out. And she said she was looking for the transcript and it aired and the guest was Melody Beattie, an author named Melody Beattie. So I didn't know who Melody Beattie was. (laughs) So I Googled her. And she is an author of on codependency. And so I found her information. It says, in addiction and recovery circles, Melody Beattie is a household name. She is a best-selling author of numerous books, including Codependent No More, Beyond Codependency, The Language of Letting Go, More Language of Letting Go, 52 Weeks of Conscious Contact. Her first book, Codependent No More, was published in 1986 and has sold more than 4 million copies. Melody's compassionate and insightful look into codependency, the concept of losing oneself in the name of helping another, struck a universal chord amongst families struggling with loved ones' addiction. And 20 years later, The concepts continue to ring true for millions worldwide as the book has sold more than 4 million copies and translated into a dozen languages. Okay, so let's unpack that a little bit and go back to Beth's question of in this morning, um, she sort of triggered a fight by trying to help her partner do something. And it looks like he didn't request help and he didn't want help. And so she took a step back and, and paused and, and slowed down and realized when she was driving to work that she was being a bit controlling. And when I read her email and when I listened to her voicemail, I hadn't heard of Melanie Beatty and I hadn't heard of this concept that she writes about of that, um, that in this is that, so her, her definition of codependency is the concept of losing oneself 
in the name of helping others. And because she's an addiction specialist, it's families who are trying their hardest, their hardest to help someone overcome addiction. And, and that someone isn't ready to receive the help, isn't ready to stop the addiction or, or, or change in any way. And so the families feel useless and, and helpless. So that is Melanie's definition of codependency and what Beth was sort of leaning on. My thought when I first think about codependent people is it's someone who is waiting to feel whole, that they feel as if they are one piece of a puzzle and they're waiting for someone to fill that piece, to make them feel whole. And what I pointed out to her and what I want to point out to all of you is you are already whole. You are already complete. And the best relationships come when you are strong and safe and secure and know who you are and you know you are complete. You know you can do the hard things. You know you can figure out how to refinance your house and reside your house all on your very own. And you don't need someone to do it for you. So we had done a podcast episode a few episodes ago. So let's see, we're on number 59 right now. So what number was that one? Oh, it's funny. I'm using a, um, uh, a Mac <laughs> and it's cold in the morning. So my trackpad isn't working. And, and I have two computers set up here in the office. I've got an HP and a Mac and they each, the trackpads work opposite. So I was going up. Okay. So the, the episode that I was searching for was just a few ago. It was, um, 56 waiting to be saved. So if you're truly a whole person and aren't dependent on anyone else, you're not waiting to be saved. You're not waiting for this extra puzzle piece to, to come and make you feel whole and make you feel complete. So that is the definition that I had going into this interaction and into listening to this voicemail. And I have not gone and listened to Jen Hatmaker's episode with Melanie Beattie. Um, I probably should. <laughs> I probably should. And maybe I will on my walk with Sheldon this morning. But I wanted to record this because I had, I had some thoughts. And I had some thoughts, especially because I've worked with Beth and I know her. And when you are doing some self-discovery and some personal development. And this happens absolutely in psychology when, when students are, are studying different things in psychology for the first time and they're going through the textbooks. Every single thing that is discussed, students read that and say, I have that. That's me. I have this, that, or the other. Because as humans, we're constantly trying to find ways to relate to each other. And, and so writing a book where you're sort of blankety making it seem as everybody or everyone in some way has a tiny touch of codependency and you're reading it, it's very easy 
to just say, yep, that's me. I've got that. I, I do it myself. Um, I see it with my kids. I see, I see it with my husband. I see it with my friends. I see it with my coaching clients. Once you start looking into something, you think that's you. The last episode we recorded, This Naked Mind, we had talked about, um, uh, uh, excuse me, the last episode we recorded was on being sober curious. And um, the book that I had mentioned was called This Naked Mind. And I've gotten a few emails back from readers and, and listeners who thought maybe they did have um, an issue with uh an, an addiction in some way, which is fascinating because um, uh, this author, Melanie Beattie, does talk about addiction. But what people realized by reading through this book was that they didn't have an addiction. They, they had a crutch. They were doing something um, and they weren't chemically addicted. And, and it was be, by changing their patterns, by doing a pattern interrupt and changing things, they no longer had this issue. But going into it, they had the mindset, they had the thought, they used the label that they were an alcoholic until something else pointed out to them that they weren't. So what does this mean for you? This means that if you are searching and if you are on the hunt and if you are waiting to get answers from outside of you, you will be an easier target. Um, and, and target is a loaded word, but I'm going to use it anyway. But you are more susceptible to sales messaging. You're more susceptible to thinking this, this is it. This is the answer to my prayers. This is exactly who I am. This person, this course, this material, this everything, this book, this philosophy, this religion, this cult, this group of people, this business opportunity, this is the answer to everything I've been seeking. This very one thing is the answer. And so I want you to slow down. And I want you to really think about it. Because I truly believe that the answers come from within. And when you know, you know, and it feels so good and so natural and so like you're being pulled towards something instead of pushed in one direction or another. I don't want you to ever feel like you're walking the plank or as if it's inevitable that um, you have to struggle really hard in order and, and, and suffer through something in order to get to the other side. And so Beth pointed out that perhaps maybe she has some controlling tendencies and would like people to do things exactly, exactly the way she would like. And the fact that she stopped and slowed down and recognized that to me, just really points out that she's not this label. And she knows what's going on. And she's working on herself. And yes, there are times when you do things that 
you then question and you sort of shake it up. But you are not anyone else's actions. So say your your spouse or your child has some sort of massive failure. Their success and their failure is theirs alone. It's not yours. So so if I and I don't even know the situation Bethany had with her um her partner, but whatever he did or didn't do isn't a reflection on her. And I think that is really what Melanie was trying to get across in in her books and in in the episode that she recorded um with Jen Hatmaker. Um and that's if if you don't already slow down and pay attention to that and have that sort of differentiation that you are whole and everyone is whole and they are not a reflection of you. So for instance, I've got three kids and they are all fantastic. They're they're just great kids. And they're all different and they all have had their own successes. And if one of my kids gets a great goal, then often parents will say, congratulations to me and Adam. And I always just smile and nod because I know what they mean. But all I did was sit there and cheer and get the kid to soccer practice. So her goal is her goal. Her achievement is her achievement. I get what people are saying by congratulating, but I feel pride in her, in her success. It doesn't make me feel good as a parent. I already know deep down inside, I'm a great parent. It's fine. I, I don't need proof in that way by, by her having a success. Um, same, same with grades. Um, uh, often uh, parents will congratulate each other or give themselves a pat on the back when, quote unquote, we got an A in algebra or something like that. So no, unless you were sitting there in the math class at that very moment, your child got an A in algebra, and that is your child's success. And give that to your child. Don't try and take it away. Don't try and make it seem like, well, it's because I studied with you every night and I did this or that. So yes, but that's part of parenting. That's part of your job. Let the kid have the win. Let the kid feel pride that that he or she is whole and wonderful and did the hard things. And that is is just a, a sign of full-on growth and maturity that you know and you feel confident and successful of who you are and you don't need accolades from others and, and you certainly are not taking anyone else's grades as a measure of, of your self-worth in any way. Okay. I hope this was helpful in some way. And I hope, Beth, if you are listening, you can feel the love in my voice. And I just want to wrap you up in a great big cozy blanket. And you have so much evidence in so many ways that you can do hard things. You have done them already. You will continue to do them. You are a whole person. You are worthy. You are wonderful. 
you are successful, you are strong, and every day and in every way, you're getting better and better. All right, Slow Down Society, consider yourself loved and hugged. I think you are absolutely wonderful. Have a fantastic day, and I will see you next time. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.